0: What's up, guys? Brendan Boylan here, host of the Hudat Discussion. You can also follow all of my other Saints' work with the Saints News Network over at si.com forward slash NFL forward slash Saints. Well, guys, the leaves are starting to change colors. I'm sounding a little bit nasally. Uh, it means that fall is in the air, and with fall comes, yes, NFL football. We're finally here. Uh, The New Orleans Saints will play host, of course, air quotes, uh, to the Green Bay Packers in Jacksonville, Florida, this Sunday at 425 Eastern, and we all know the reason the game has been moved to Jacksonville, so again, I wanted to take a moment to say my thoughts and prayers with all of you affected by Hurricane Ida, whether you're in the Gulf Coast region, whether you're in the Northeastern region, Uh, so many people affected, but If we've learned anything over the last 15 to 20 years about the city of New Orleans, the state of Louisiana, and the Gulf Coast region, you guys are super resilient. You guys will come out better for it, and hopefully the New Orleans Saints give you something to smile about this Sunday as a new era begins. But before we jump into a short little Saints-Packers preview, because I don't want to hold you too long, we've got too much football to watch this weekend, let's hit the intro. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Powered by Overtime Media. Alright guys, so three things to watch between the New Orleans Saints and the Green Bay Packers. I'll follow that up with some X-Factors for the New Orleans Saints. And we'll give you some score predictions as well. So let's go ahead and start with three things to watch. I alluded to one of those things there in the open, and that is the game being played in Jacksonville, Florida. It's a thing to watch for a couple of reasons. One, the weather. We're not sure exactly how it's going to look. The Saints also going to be playing a home game outdoors. I know that's been a huge narrative over the years, particularly with Drew Brees, but Like I said in the open, we're on to a new era. They are expecting a potential chance of showers. It might be a little wet. We'll see how both teams adjust in that sense. But Aaron Rodgers brought it up this week when he was speaking to the media, saying this is the second consecutive season where the Packers will be on the road against the New Orleans Saints. And the Saints might not have that same home field advantage as what they're used to in the Superdome. Remember, these two teams met back in Week 3 of 2020, and the Superdome was open to about 3,000 people, I believe, at the time, or it was just family and friends. So Rodgers applauding the Hudat Nation, saying it makes it extremely difficult to play against the Saints down there, but the Packers luck out back-to-back seasons. It's a road game against the New Orleans Saints, but obviously I know a ton of the Houdat Nation, a ton of those Saints fans are going to be out there in Jacksonville, but it's just not quite the same of having 70,000 roaring fans inside of that newly named Caesars Superdome. That's definitely going to be a thing to watch. How much of a true home field advantage can the New Orleans Saints get on the road in Jacksonville? And I say on the road because though it is a home game, like I said, it's just a little bit different. Uh, We'll see what kind of advantage the Saints can get there. I know the Houdat Nation is going to show out loud and proud, and I know Jacksonville's been super accommodating and super welcoming, including putting the Saints logos uh, down in the end zones and at midfield earlier this week. So it might feel a little bit more like a Saints home game, but they're going to have to find different ways to come up with that home field advantage. And I think some of that is going to carry over from what a lot of these teams talked about in 2020. Without fans, the benches, the sidelines had to create that energy. Uh, I know the New Orleans Saints will do just that. As we've said over the years, one of the strongest locker rooms in all of football, those New Orleans Saints. Thing to watch, number two, a new era. Uh, Drew Brees retires after 20 NFL seasons, 15 of those with the New Orleans Saints, and I think it's going to take some people until Jameis Winston trots out onto the field for that first offensive series for it to finally hit, for it to finally sink it at home. Because in the back of your mind, in the front of your mind, everywhere around your mind, you know that Drew Brees is no longer a New Orleans Saint. For some people, seeing him on Thursday night um, doing analyst work for NBC, that might have been the moment you realize, okay, Drew's really done. But I think for a lot of people, it's really going to it's really gonna sink in that first series, that Drew's no longer the quarterback. And how fortunate the New Orleans Saints have been. There's not a lot of teams in the NFL that get a franchise quarterback for 15 seasons. Uh, And Drew Brees, obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer, should be, in my opinion, the first New Orleans Saints to have his number officially retired. Of course, there's that unwritten rule about number eight with Archie Manning, but it's not officially retired. So Drew meaning so much to this team and so much to this organization. It is going to be weird to see a new quarterback, but myself, uh, other analysts, and of course you guys listening, I know there's a lot of people that are intrigued and excited about Jameis Winston getting a second chance, per se, in his NFL career, a chance to revitalize um, what was a promising start to his career. Remember, 2015 is rookie season. Gets a Pro Bowl nod. He was obviously coming off of a national championship and a Heisman Trophy uh, down at Florida State, and then the turnovers became an issue, and uh, he was benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick while he was in Tampa Bay. Remember, Fitz Magic had a huge outing against the New Orleans Saints in 2018 when he was with the Bucks. So, Jameis has had this roller coaster ride, and to take a step back and enroll into QBU, as he said last year, I think speaks a lot about Jameis Winston. Uh, He showed out on Monday Night Football, week two of the preseason, 9 of 10, 120-plus yards, two touchdowns, both to Marquez Callaway. I think that Jameis is going to have to make some big throws in this game, but he doesn't have to be a gunslinger. He's going to have to manage this game, Um, and I think this is a a really tall test for the Saints to play the Packers, a team that I fully expect to contend for the NFC this year. It's going to be a tough one, but... If Jameis can come out there and lead the Saints to victory, that's going to speak a lot to New Orleans. It's going to speak a lot to Jameis Winston. And even if the Saints don't come up on top, but Jameis Winston has a good, solid first outing as the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, I think it's going to be a breath of fresh air for a lot of people, and it's going to calm some of the nerves because it's just human nature. Human nature, we do not like change as humans, and we had a a strong, consistent for 15 years with Drew Brees, and now all of a sudden, it's over. Uh, So, Jameis Winston, the new starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, that's my number two thing to watch. How does he handle the pressure, and how does he handle uh, his first game in in what he hopes to be a resurgence in his NFL career? Uh, And finally, the third thing to watch is going to be the corners in this game for the New Orleans Saints. Yes, Marshawn Lattimore is going to get the start. I think it's safe to say that many of us expected Lattimore to receive a suspension for what happened in his incident in Cleveland over the summer, uh, but there was a great article that came out about how it's going to be really hard for uh, anything to be charged to Lattimore just because of how the laws worked up there in Ohio, which made it even harder for the league to suspend Marshawn Lattimore. So, Lattimore doesn't get the suspension. He will more than likely shadow Devontae Adams. Just a phenomenal uh, wideout for the Green Bay Packers. And, man, him and Aaron Rodgers have a chemistry that is unbelievable. It's unreal. Um, And we've kind of seen that as both guys um, have been rumored to want out of Green Bay. Adams said there was absolutely no way an extension would be done before week one. And we're here in week one and no extension is done. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers has made it pretty clear that this is last year in Green Bay. So I know those two want to put out uh, and put on a show and potentially their last season together. But nonetheless, outside of Marshawn Lattimore, there was a lot of questions regarding this New Orleans Saints secondary. Um, They get a little bit of reinforcement, right? They trade for Bradley Roby, but obviously he hasn't had enough time. Um to be ready to suit up for week number one. Desmond Trufant, uh, another veteran corner who spent seven years in Atlanta, he signed with the Saints. We don't really know what his role is going to be. Uh, and then you have Paulson Adebo, a third-round draft choice by the Saints this past April. Um, it's it's risky putting any rookie corner Out there, it's even more risky to put a rookie corner uh, against a guy like Aaron Rodgers. And you know, Rodgers is going to pick on a throughout the game. And why is a starting? Well, if if you haven't heard the news yet, Ken Crawley, who a lot uh, of us expected to be the number two corner, and it looked a little bit like 2017 with Lattimore on one side and Crawley on the other, uh, he got placed on IR earlier this week along with Traquan Smith, so no Ken Crawley. It looks like it's going to be Adebo and Lattimore lining up against uh, what is a fruitful offense of the Green Bay Packers. They fire on all cylinders. They take advantage of every little mistake a defense does, and the corners are going to be the biggest concern for me in week number one. It's going to change a little bit as the season goes because... You're going to have Roby. You're going to have Trufant. uh, You're going to feel a little bit better about that position. But for right now, knowing that you're going to be trotting out a corner, rookie corner, against Aaron Rodgers in week number one, uh, that's a concerning thing. Now, Adebo is a wide receiver turned cornerback, and he's got tremendous ball skills. And that was one of the reasons he was so high on people's boards Uh, before he'd elected to not play the 2020 season because of COVID-19. That saw his draft stock just drop. But this was a guy who I think if he had played 2020 and played up to his level and his standards through his first two collegiate seasons, that he probably would have been a late first, early second round draft pick. But he falls to the Saints in round number three. He's a big-bodied guy. Um... But he's got to be a little bit better in the press. And like I said, he's going to have his hands full. Uh, You get baptized by fire when you have to go and enter your first meaningful game since November of 2019, facing off against a future Hall of Fame quarterback. So a big ask of Paulson Adiba. But those are my three things to watch. Uh, We're going to take a quick little break, but when we come back, we're going to have three keys to victory. We're going to have your X factors, and we're going to have a final score prediction. You're listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. All right, guys, we went over three things to watch. How about three keys to victory against the Green Bay Packers for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Starting with number one, it's going to be what knocked the Packers out of the playoffs in that NFC Championship game against Tampa Bay uh, last season. It's going to be pressure Aaron Rodgers. And I think the initial response to me saying that is, well, duh, Uh, you got to get pressure on a future Hall of Fame quarterback and one of the best quarterbacks that we've seen in the last decade. Yes, I think that is um, a very good point, but even more so in this game as the Packers are going to be without one of their starting tackles, and they're bumping a guard out to play tackle, um, right tackle specifically. So you could see Cameron Jordan get a lot of opportunities to pick on a guy who is playing out of position per se um, and get some pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Remember, this is the first time in a long time where I think the Saints are... Good in terms of depth at defensive end. You have Cam Jordan, you have Peyton Turner, you have Marcus Davenport, you have Carl Granderson. So there's going to be a strong rotation uh, across that defensive line to try to get some pressure on Aaron Rodgers. And without one of the starting tackles with Cam Jordan coming off, yes, a Pro Bowl season, but statistically uh, not a great season. For Cameron Jordan, only six sacks last year and Saints fans very used to seeing that guy get close to those double digit sacks. Uh, I think Cam Jordan's got a lot to prove this season. Uh, He's a defensive captain. He was one of the captains that was named by the Saints earlier this week, along with Malcolm Jenkins and Demario Davis on the defensive side of the football. But Cam Jordan's going to have some golden opportunities. And if you put too much attention on Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport has had a fantastic offseason and I know that the narrative has been like this every year Marcus Davenport's going to have that jump year he's going to have that jump year he's going to have that jump year and uh, a lot of that's been halted by injuries Uh, so knock on wood Davenport stays healthy this season Uh, but I expect some big things from Marcus Davenport so uh, key to victory number one get pressure on Aaron Rodgers the Bucks had five sacks in that NFC Championship game. Uh, against Green Bay both teams didn't play particularly well but anytime you can get some pressure in the face um, of a quarterback like that and, and give your defense some opportunities to create takeaways you're you're in a good spot to win a football game so pressure Aaron Rodgers key to victory number one key to victory number two trust young wide receivers wideout has been a position and an area of concern since the Saints released Emmanuel Sanders, a lot of people, sup- myself included, surprised the Saints didn't draft a wide receiver early, uh, earlier in the draft. They did get Kawan Baker out of South Alabama in round seven. He's on the team's practice squad, but there's a lot of question marks at wide receiver, and even more so now that Traquan Smith gets moved to injured reserve before week number one. You're gonna have guys like Deontay Harris and Marquez Callaway that are going to have to step up and play bigger roles than maybe they were expected to. And let's be honest, there's a lot of inexperience throughout the Saints wide receiving group. Uh, I know a lot of people are high on Callaway, but this is a guy who didn't even crack 300 yards last season, didn't find the end zone, I believe only had 21 or 22 receptions his rookie campaign. So you're asking a lot of this guy to step up from being a guy who was going to be maybe the second receiver, uh, I, I was projecting him maybe to be the number three receiver with Thomas and, and Trey in front of him, but due to injuries, he's now bumped up to be receiver number one. And then you have a guy like Deontay Harris, who's so explosive in the kicking game. And, and we've seen flashes of that when he's been in, involved in the new Orleans saints offense. But again, because of injuries last season, we have yet to see a full season of Harris at that wide receiver position, but Jameis Winston's going to have to trust these wide receivers to make some plays. Sean Payton as well. Uh, even though you don't really know what you have, uh, that's going to have a lot of impact on Alvin Kamara as well. And it's so easy to highlight and star and say, Kamara's got to get his touches as a key to victory. And, but here's the thing we know he will, we know Kamara is going to get his touches. He's going to get his opportunities and, um, you guys can go find the highlight. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. 52-yard uh, touchdown reception for Kamara week three last year. He broke five or six tackles against the Green Bay Packers. Like We know that Alvin Kamara is going to have the opportunities to make that explosive play, uh, have a zone run to the outside and then cut back in and, and pick up 10, 15, 20-plus yards. We know he's going to get those opportunities. So for me, the key to victory on the offensive side of the ball – is going to be trust those wide receivers and put them in great positions uh, to be successful. And I w- I don't want to give away too much of it, but I have an article coming out in my weekly stardom, sit 'em stashum uh, in terms of New Orleans Saints and fantasy football. But my start this week is Marquez Callaway, and it's not because Callaway uh, has done anything crazy big, but he did have a fantastic preseason. He was the number one graded offensive player by pro football focus, coming in over 95, I believe is 95.2 uh, in terms of a grade, and he is going to be the Saints' best option against Green Bay. Green Bay, a top 10 pass defense from a year ago, so like I said, it's not like it's a great favorable matchup, but he would be the one Saints' receiver to trust and you could say well Brendan isn't the the obvious start Alvin Kamara yes it is uh, always start Alvin Kamara he was a first round draft pick at fantasy for a reason but Callaway's definitely a guy to start uh, not just this week but throughout the season especially as Michael Thomas is going to miss uh, at least five games for the New Orleans Saints going to be six weeks but remember the Saints bye week is week six um, so start Callaway this week He's going to be a big key to victory. Callaway and the rest of the Saints receivers need to step up big. The Saints need to trust them to make big plays. Uh, Number three for me in terms of keys to victory is don't make Jameis Winston a gunslinger. And Winston did a great job talking about this earlier in the offseason that He needs to be a little bit more of a game manager. That doesn't mean he needs to be an Alex Smith. Uh, I love Alex Smith. I think he was the prime example of a game manager over the last 10 years. Uh, Smith didn't go out and win you football games week in and week out. He won you a couple, but he also didn't lose you a whole lot of football games. And I'm not saying Jameis needs to be that conservative, but we do not need to see the Jameis Winston of past in Tampa Bay where he's just slinging the ball wherever he wants uh, we can all go back to the 2019 season, 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. We need Jameis to be aggressive. We're going to need Jameis to take some shots downfield, and the Saints are going to need Jameis to make some big plays and and throws like he did against Jacksonville uh, to Marquez Callaway, particularly the first touchdown. You might need to see one throw like that against Green Bay from Jameis Winston, but you don't want Jameis going out and slinging the ball 45 times a game. And that's all in the game plan. You have to game plan for Jameis Winston to be a little bit more like a game manager. And trust your running backs. Um, like I said earlier, we know is going to get his. Tony Jones Jr. had an impressive preseason, a really good training camp, and obviously his rise led to the release of, of Latavius Murray, but Jameis has to be Bruce Wayne. We'll use his own quote. Uh, when One of the biggest things he said he learned from Drew Brees was, be Bruce Wayne until you have to be Batman. And, and Jameis really has to live like uh, by that saying for week number one. Just be Bruce Wayne until you have to be Batman. You don't have to be the superhero um, all the time. Be the good, good your good, good and best version of yourself, until you have to be that superhero. So those are my three keys to victory for the New Orleans Saints over the Green Bay Packers, uh, and then finally we're gonna have our X factors in this game, and I, I kind of just talked about my first one right there with Jameis, so. We'll, we'll continue that conversation and say, Jameis Winston is my offensive X factor for the New Orleans Saints. And for all the reasons I just mentioned, uh, it, it's a new era. It's going to be something completely different than what Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints and the Saints fans are, are used to. Uh, you had a quarterback, if you're Sean Payton, this, Sean Payton had a quarterback for 15 years that they could they had telepathy. They didn't even need to talk. They could look at each other and they knew this is the play Drew wants, this is the play that Sean wants. This is where this player is going to line up, this is what's going to happen, this is the check call, this is the kill call, etc., etc. You had that. And it was a magical thing to see. And Drew Brees' fingerprints are all over Sean Payton's playbook. But for the first time in 15 years, the guy who's fingerprints and DNA is throughout that playbook is no longer with the organization and you have to trust a guy like Jameis Winston to make difficult decisions Uh, you have to trust Jameis Winston to kill make a kill call check the play uh, line up a guy here move a guy here and dissect that defense Jameis isn't going to be Drew, and Jameis alluded to it throughout the offseason as well, is he recognizes he doesn't have to be Drew Brees, he needs to be Jameis Winston. And Jameis has to be the best version of himself, and he can put on the mask and the cape every now and then. But the the longer that Jameis can be Bruce Wayne or be the best version of Jameis Winston— The more success the Saints will have, not only throughout this season as a whole, not just this game, but if he ends up being the Saints quarterback for a long period of time, the more success the Saints will have um, over those years. And that success and that longevity um, will lead to the Saints consistently making the playoffs and potentially getting back to being a, a big NFC contender. So my X-Factor on the offensive side is going to be Jameis Winston. Has to be the best version of Jameis. Doesn't need to be the gunslinger. uh, And really just needs to to be a little bit of a game manager, but has to be an even better leader of this offense. Uh, My X-Factor on the defensive side is going to be Cameron Jordan. And I mentioned it earlier, is the Packers, without their starting right tackle, you have a guy on the other side playing quarterback that is just a phenomenal, phenomenal player. Multi-time MVP, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP. I mean, there's not a whole lot Aaron Rodgers has not done in this league, and the Packers have got the best of the Saints over uh, the last few matchups. So, In order to stop the Packers, you have to stop what makes the Packers so special, Uh, and that's the passing game in Aaron Rodgers. And Man, they have a great option if they're not passing the ball in Aaron Jones, and I think that's why I have to circle Cameron Jordan more than any other of those Saints defensive linemen because Cam Jordan is just as good against the run as he is against the pass. So uh, X-factor number two, Cameron Jordan, because his ability single-handedly to stop the Aaron's in the backfield but the Saints are going to have to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers I don't expect this to be a game where the Saints defense holds the Packers to to 10 to 14 points or something like that I definitely expect the Packers to to get theirs and um, but you have to be able to slow it down just a little bit and I think Cameron Jordan as I mentioned earlier uh, a Pro Bowl season last year but not the best statistical season he's carrying a lot of weight uh, on his shoulders for this team as Uh, Just a defensive leader, defensive captain, him and DeMario Davis uh, alike. They're going to have to set some things up, and they're going to have to create pressure, show different looks to make it a little bit easier uh, on those corners, on some of those inexperienced players. Remember, for DeMario Davis, he's going to have a linebacker next to him, whether it's Quan, whether it's Zach Bond, whether it's Pete Warner. Two of those guys inexperienced really haven't got... True NFL snaps, Warner because of injury in the preseason, and Zach Vaughn, a complete position change from what he played in college. And then you have Quan Alexander, who's only seven or eight months removed from an Achilles tear. So the Saints are going to have to do a really good job lining up, creating pressure, and trying to make it a little bit easier on the defense. And yes, that goes um, with your play and what the Saints are able to do, but it also comes from a leadership standpoint. So my X-factor for the defense is going to be Cameron Jordan for uh, the leadership for the ability to stop both errands and slow them down just a little bit. Uh, And he's going to need a big bounce back year. And he's also stat watching a little bit because he is creeping up towards the Saints all-time lead uh, in sacks. And I know that would be a huge deal for Cameron Jordan. And finally, my wild card X factor. My wild card X factor is going to be Deontay Harris. Special teams has to be special to beat good football teams and Harris well shoot the last time we saw Deontay Harris we saw how special he can be in the return game you you go back to the divisional round playoff matchup against Tampa Bay and if Harris doesn't get hurt who knows what happens because he had two great returns one came back because of a because of a penalty but Deontay Harris is a Pro Bowl return man for a reason. Remember, a, a Pro Bowler, an all-pro, his first year in the NFL. He's terrific. He's he's lightning quick. He gets lost between uh between blockers just because of how small he is. He's super agile. And once you get him in the open field, uh he he's something special. And that's why the Saints want to see him move and convert into a potential every-down-slot type of a guy. But as I said, to win football games against very good opponents, special teams has to be special. That goes for the kicking game as well. That's not one of my, my X-factors this week because, frankly, I mean, we know that Ross is going to get called up from the practice squad, but as I'm speaking into the microphone um, early on Saturday morning, the Saints don't have a kicker on their roster uh Roas is gonna have to be big he, he's gonna have to make some some clutch kicks but I'm gonna go Deontay Harris is the x-factor because if you win the kicking game and, and you win the game in those hidden yards you have a good chance of coming out with a victory so my x factors is on offense it's gonna be James Winston defense Cameron Jordan uh and then your special teams x-factor Deontay Harris this is going to be a fantastic matchup um for the New Orleans Saints it's gonna be weird to have a home game on the road. It's better than playing a home game against the Giants in Giants Stadium back in 2005. Um, That was the Katrina year, and and I'm sure many of you remember uh, the Saints playing a quote-unquote home game against the Giants in Giants Stadium. It it could be a lot worse. You could be playing a quote-unquote home game against the Packers in Lambeau Field. Uh, So the Saints going to be playing in Jacksonville. That was one of my big things to watch. But I just know so many people in the Gulf region that are going to be watching this game, and it's going to be a true escape from reality for a little bit and a much-needed escape from reality. And for the people that weren't directly affected by Hurricane Ida, I know they're just so excited for uh, football to be back. But I ask all of you guys uh, to keep the Gulf Coast, uh, some of that Northeast region, in your thoughts, uh, while you're watching this game, because for a lot of us, whether you're working, whether you're uh, whether whether you're working the events or working the game, covering the game, whether you're watching the game at home with family and friends, whether you're at the bar, regardless of how you're watching the game, uh, f- football is a is a huge way to escape reality. And while it's going to be great for many of us to be able to do that, it's going to be even better for those people affected by the hurricane. So keep those people in your thoughts and prayers. Enjoy the game. I want to hear what you guys think of my X factors, my keys to victory, my things to watch. So head to Twitter, go to at the who dis D I S and drop a comment on my last tweet, which was this podcast. And let me know what you think. Uh, I want to hear from you guys. I love interacting with you guys. While you're at it, go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter, at BT Boylan, and go subscribe to the Saints News Network at si.com forward slash NFL forward slash Saints. As I said, you can keep up with myself, John Hendricks, Bob Rose, Kyle T. Mosley. If, If you're on Saints Twitter, you definitely recognize those names make sure you keep up with all of us, all of our work. We're going to have a great 2021 season full of uh, exclusive content uh, and some of the best Saints news you can get. Well, that's all the time we have for the Hudak discussion today. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoy week number one of the 2021 NFL season. And as always, find your peace, spread love. Practice positivity and who that.